Welcome back to another episode of Second and Victory. I am Austin Nelson. This is our debut episode, which you can find only on Broadway Sports at broadwaysportsmedia.com, where right now for a limited time, you can find an all-access membership for $5 a month for life, which will end on July 26th. Yes, $5. So you can't beat that. Make sure you go check that out. On the website, you'll not only get our podcast that you already love, but there will be other great podcasts as well, like football and other F-words, Coach's Corner, Home Run Throwback, The Flex, and the Music City Audible. We will have film breakdowns of players and articles written by your favorites like John Glennon and Mike Herndon. Find all of that and more at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Touchdown Titans! You are now listening to the Second and Victory Podcast. Welcome into another episode of the Second and Victory Podcast. I am Austin Nelson. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, been a long time since we've uh, had a podcast, but we are very happy to be back. Um, here with my two people, my guys, Brett Bachelor and Chris Carter. What is up, fellas? What is going on, Austin? It feels good to finally be back on here again. Man, it feels good to hear y'all's voices, honestly. It's been a long time. It's been a... A wild 2020 so far, so you know, kind of getting back to back to our roots and doing a, a episode here it seems seems like it's going to be a good good show. And the, the the good news of this is like you know, if we're doing a podcast, that means football's got to be close, right? Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, let's hope so. Literally. Yeah, seriously. So, uh, yeah, you're right though, Chris. 2020 has been insane, and it's only July, so hopefully, um, it hits <laughs> up with nothing nothing else crazier. But. Um, as you guys heard in the in the the intro, um, second and victory is is with uh, a bigger. I mean, what's the how, how do you how do you phrase it? We're we're we're, we're with a bigger entity uh, now. Uh, going big again. Yeah, we are now with Broadway Sports Media, uh, with BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Um, it's just we're no longer we're no longer lone wolves. We're part of the pack. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. That's I, it. Know, I, I think that deserves probably a round of applause, honestly. And if, if you're in your car, I hope you're clapping too. <laughs> but is it, I mean, for those who don't really know what Broadway sports media is, um, you'll you'll soon find out. Um, if you're on big on Twitter, if you follow us already at Second and Victory, um, you probably follow these people as well: um, Mike Herndon, Justin Graber, which is Titans Film Room. Um, Zach Lyons, who's F-Words, um, Justin Mello, South Texas Titan, James, um, and then John Glennon. I think you all know who John Glennon is, but it's just it, there's more people than that. Those are some headliners. Um, it's We've all decided to kind of make our own website. Um, those guys at Music City Miracles kind of are, are doing something new and have, you know, uh, leaving SB Nation. So, it's been in the works for a couple months now, and it's finally kind of coming to fruition. Uh, so we're very excited about it. And um, when I was, you know, talking with him about it and the details of it, I said, guys, I have to bring, you know, Chris and Brett with me. Like, I just, we're second in victory. I have to bring them along. So uh, they totally were on board and agreed with me. So, you know, we're very excited to, to be a part of Broadway Sports Media. And, um, you know, the best is yet to come. You're going to find a lot of good stuff on the website. Um, whether it's player interviews, um, you know, film breakdown from Mike and Justin and 
um, you know, uh, Ryan. And so you'll find a lot of good things, uh, articles that we'll post on the daily. Um, but just wanted you guys to know that we're with them now and you'll hear a lot more of Broadway sports. So just get ready for it. But uh, we'll dive in, you know, we're, we, you know, since we're, we're talking again, we're going to talk about Titans and um, this podcast is kind of like busting with the boys is backlogged. So you'll hear it next week. But today uh, we got news that Derrick Henry uh, is reportedly not getting a long-term deal with the Titans. And so I wouldn't say it's a shocker, guys. I don't know if you're shocked, but I'm not entirely shocked. You um, know, world right now where 2021 salary cap is not promised it's probably going to go down from reports um giving Derek the bag as the kids call it these days is nothing that john robinson was was uh, ready to do and so Derek henry's going to make 10 mil this year more than he's made in his career um, in a single season so i think he's happy about that he already signed it but what were your initial reactions did you think he'd get it did you not think he'd get it y'all go ahead honestly i I, I thought I thought the chances of him getting it were below fifty percent prior to COVID and all this kind of stuff happening. But uh, I mean, we we all know we've seen it with franchise tags across the league. COVID screwed everything up in that regard. Um, so you know, I, I didn't think there was a fifty percent or better opportunity of of getting a deal. Uh, I think that. Him playing on the tag this year is a, a good thing for the organization. Um, he he keeps that last year of his deal mindset uh, that we saw from Henry. I mean, when when Henry's back against the wall, he's going to be a beast, and I think that'll continue this year. Plus, you know, if we don't work out something next offseason, we always have the franchise tag again. I think it only goes up like $2.5 million maybe uh, from what he's making this year to next year. So um, it Derek at, at thirteen million if he repeats what he did last year is is a steal at that point. No, I agree, Chris. I just think I think the twenty twenty one salary cap is just a huge question mark. And so if it does go down, that's gonna affect everybody's you know payrolls except the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, um with them giving ninety five players a, a you know a lucrative deal, massive contracts. So, you know, giving Derek a long-term thing is not promised. And so I think going into 2020 on the franchise tag is smart. I think um, it was the right move on John Robinson. And people will still complain about that the Titans should have paid Derek Henry the long-term contract over Ryan Tannehill. When right now, Chris, I think Ryan Tannehill's contract looks much sweeter than any deal we would have gave Derek. Um I think now Ryan's the 10th highest paid quarterback in the league when two months ago he was probably like the fourth highest paid. So, um, and, and we talked about that. We knew that would be the case too. Right. Yeah. I think me and you talked about it on our last episode and that, yeah, Tannehill was the, I think, I think it was third or fourth when he got the contract, but we knew by the time the season started, he'd be 10th or 11th or 12th, you know, and Ryan Tannehill was the 10th highest paid quarterback in the NFL is a screaming good deal. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I've seen it so many times. I saw it on um, The Herd. I watched Colin Cowherd a lot. For what reason, I don't know. I agree with some of his takes. I disagree with a lot of those, too. Um, but Joy Taylor was just his uh, the, the his colleague on the show. was talking about why, you know, the Titans didn't 
you know, give Henry the contract. She thought he deserved it over Ryan Tannehill. And I think a lot of people from the outside looking in obviously did not watch Titans games closely like we did. I think we all know that. It's happened for years. And so um, will Ryan live up to the contract? Will he do it again? That's the biggest question coming in 2020. And I think we say that every year the past five years, right, Chris, with Marcus? Can he do it again? Can he live up to the hype? Will he um, go back to 2016, Marcus? Now it's will Ryan be 2019 Ryan again? And right. so I am stoked to watch him. Just from the the swag he had about him last year. The I mean, if you go look at Twitter – you see the constant like stats he put up. Um, that he's top three, top five in every almost every quarterback statistical category. And so, do I think he lives up to that again? Probably not. But if he's top ten in almost everything again, the Titans have a real shot of, of winning 10, 11 games, right? Easily, I think so. Uh, I mean, we're you know I hate to say this, but we were a nine and seventeen with. Marcus the year before not playing really. And when he did play, he was hurt. We all know that from the, uh, the nerve issues. And last year had Tannehill played a full season. We know that we would have had double digit wins. It's, it's apparent the way that the offense jailed once Ryan came in, that that was a team that would have been better had it been together all season. Um, the efficiency that Ryan had last year was off the charts. We know that if he can, if he can continue to maintain efficiency, if AJ Brown continues his upward trajectory, if Corey Corey Davis can can string together, you know, some solid games and and continue his outstanding run blocking and those sort of things, I don't see any any way we have uh, less than ten wins next season. I mean, it's time for the Titans to win the division finally. We've said it year after year. I think I think this the Titans have a real good shot this year. The Jags will win no more than four games. Um, the Texans will still be solid, and I think the Colts are a team to worry about now too. They've gotten a lot better. So Titans didn't add a whole lot this offseason, but they didn't really need to, to be honest with you. Um, I think people from the outside looking in will say they they would they do to get better. They retained almost everybody. They lost a few starters with Conklin, Casey. Logan Ryan. Am I missing anybody else? Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan. Okay. They add they add in Christian Fulton. They add in Isaiah Wilson. Will he start right away? Probably not. They retain Dennis Kelly. Casey's probably the biggest, you know, question mark, the biggest head scratcher. But you drafted a guy last year who's going to be better than Jarrell Casey, I think we all think. Yeah, and, and, we, so. and we know we know firsthand the importance of Daquan Jones. On that line, so really when it came down to it, Casey moving forward is probably going to just be taking snaps away from Daquan and For sure. and Big Jeff, and that's not something we do you, want. Do you throw Austin Johnson in there of, of losing somebody along with the other guys? Or is that just kind of a guy that we kind of expected or was okay with leaving rather than the other I, guys? I think I think undrafted free agents have outshined Austin Johnson. Uh, I, think so too. Agents, so. I think you're right. Whether it's it were Isaiah Mack or um, – Matt Dickerson or somebody like that. Those guys have outplayed Austin, and that that's an that's a head scratching pick for me too. When when John Robinson took Austin Johnson, I was like, really? In the sec- in Austin the Johnson round. in the second round. In the second too. round passed on guys like Michael Thomas at the time. Um, so don't get me started on that. But well, it's Kevin Dodd was also a second round pick. So exactly, for sure. But um, yeah, to Brett, you 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 go ahead with your uh, what was your uh, thoughts on Derek getting the deal? It, kind of with y'all, it was 
not really surprised. I guess just a little disappointed because everybody wanted it to happen for the main reason. But I was saying that Chris made a really good point in the fact of when Derrick Henry's back is on the wall, Derrick Henry likes to show out and show up. So basically being on a one-year deal this year, I think it's big time for him to try and show out again because this is kind of what we've always seen that he's shown up in, in big-time games and late in the season, everything like that. Now that he's basically going to be a free agent next year, this is this is your contract year again. This is when you try and show up and show out. And if they can't reach another contract again, like they said, there's there's another franchise tag that we could possibly use, even though it would go up. Uh, disappointed, yes, a little bit, but not necessarily surprised. Kind of like you guys in the same in the same length of it. I think the thing we love about Derek too is that he bets on himself constantly. He does not care about the, the noise around him. He's not the flashy diva running back that we've seen in years past. Um, he was fine with the franchise tag. He signed it fairly quickly. He's going to play on it. Um, and John Robinson's been very vocal about getting the deal done. I think both sides still want the deal done. It's nothing it, – it, it, I'm not even thinking about Derrick Henry as a 2021 free agent. I'm just thinking – once the team figures out what the salary cap is going to look like next year is when they start talking again. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I think at worst it's Derrick Henry 2022 free agent because, I mean, you still have that franchise tag right. next year. And I see, that's the thing too, Chris. Do you think he goes back to back? If Okay. If he goes, let's say he puts up 1,200 yards again and 10 plus touchdowns, I don't see him going saying, okay, I'm not doing the tag again. Even though I'm with you, even though it's probably two mil more than what he's making now, I just think he wants the the contract. He wants the security of I want three, four years here. I have gave you back-to-back-to-back thousand-yard seasons. Pay me like it. Yeah, I just don't think he's the type, man. I really don't. I mean, he's a football player. Right. I don't, I don't see Derrick Henry holding out no matter what. Right. Um, he's just, I don't know. I mean, we said it, you and I talked about it last year. Uh, it, it's just, Derek is not the type to, to say, I'm not going to play football because of money. I mean, it, he'll, he'll be on the football field no matter what I think. Well, I think that shows exactly too, like, like Austin said about how he signed the contract pretty much right away. And even when he was at the Super Bowl. I think it was Rich Eisen's show where they were talking to him about the contract, and he said yeah. that he was wanting he was it wanting was. bigger money. But then he came back right away and said that's not. He basically said that's not the only thing that I'm that I'm playing for is the big money, which I thought was huge for Titans fans but, too and the organization, saying that he's he's still wanting to play football in general. And it wasn't even that he he misconstrued what Rich Eisen was asking yeah, right. about. Correct. Zeke, Zeke being the floor. Exactly. Yes. And th- that was all just misunderstanding between Derek and, and Rich Eisen. Yeah. But, like, when, when, when you say that, the media is going to spin that, obviously. Like, that, obviously, you, it's easy to make sure that. Um, I, don't, I don't see – I'm not upset with, with the media and Rich Eisen kind of, you know, spinning that the way they did. But, um, well, we all agree on that. So, something else that I wanted to, to talk to you guys about – um, the Titans go and draft a backup running back this year in Darrington Evans from Appalachian State. Um, it The Deion Lewis project obviously did not work out like we thought it would. We were so ecstatic to have Deion Lewis that he come in and change the passing game and would be a dynamic runner, and that was not the case from game one. Not even close. What we thought he'd be, not even close. So – that didn't work out. And so we draft Darrington Evans. 
And so I want to kind of get y'all's thoughts on this. Um, the Titans are a smash mouth football team. We know that. They are a big – they have a big running back, um, the baddest and, and, and meanest dude in the league. Are you afraid that Darrington Evans is Deion Lewis 2.0? Should the Titans have taken more serious the necessity of having a bigger running back to, to you know, once Derek needs a breather, to have a guy come in and smash the defense even more, like a J.K. Dobbins or somebody like that? I saw a tweet and it kind of just had me thinking, like, you know what? What if the the elusive running back isn't our game like we want it to be? Deion Lewis didn't work out like we wanted it to be. Is can Darrington Evans be better? Is he better than Deion Lewis? That's that's time will tell. But do you think the Titans should have gone with a bigger running back to to compliment Derek? Uh, Brett, I no. I don't necessarily think you have to because as much as I love Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins, I still think they're, they're going to go in there and be RB1, and there was no chance that anybody that got drafted was going to come into Nashville and be RB1. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Brett here. I, I don't think that you necessarily need uh, another guy like Derek. And listen, you're not going to find another guy like Derek. Uh, he's a, a specimen of one-of-a-kind type running back. Sure. Uh, with it, with his size and speed combination, um, but you know, I think if I think you've got some options uh, currently on the roster, if you need to pound it out for the a couple yards, you know, we got Kari Blossom game. Um, I think you know he can he can punch in and get that that one yarder uh, on the goal line if you need it. Um, but you know, I think I think we need a different skill set in the in the backfield than Derek. I think it adds another dimension to the offense. Um, and and the more dimensions you can add to an offense, we know the the more uh, the more likely success is. Um, using the Chiefs as a comparison, you know they they use all different kinds of players on that on that field, and um, you see it you see the production come out of that. So having somebody like Darrington, uh, who to me is more Alvin Kamara than Deion Lewis, not saying yeah. not saying he's going to be Alvin sure. Kamara, because sure. But he he's more that type of player than he is a Deion Lewis type of player, and I I think that's kind of the the skill set you need um, behind Derek. Yeah, it was, it was just an interesting question I saw uh, that you know should the Titans have gone bigger in the backfield and, and been you know just a massive one two punch and it, it it was interesting. I mean, what if the Titans you know Derek Henry needs a breather and here comes J.K. Dobbins. He's elusive, you know. He's a bigger back too. He can he can he can pound, you know, pound the defender. But um, I think you know John Robinson likes the elusive back. Um, so I'm excited for Evans. If you watch his highlight tapes, man, he is fun to watch. He's gonna be he's got some speed on him, man, some wheels. So I, I I'm not upset about it at all. But uh, it would be cool to kind of watch a a big one two punch back there in the backfield as well. So. Um, I just wonder. Okay. Well, listen, uh, Madden, for all my Madden people, Madden came out. Uh, the Madden ratings came out today, uh, the full list. And uh, Titans fans are not happy, to say the least, which they never are. Uh, Madden has a great way of, like, pissing their fans off when they announce the ratings because they never get it right. I don't know if y'all are big Madden players, but I am. And I never look kind of look too too much into it. I'll play with the Titans and I'll I'll I'll, I'll beat anybody with them. Okay, it doesn't matter. 
But the ratings are so disrespectful. It's like EA Sports doesn't even watch games uh, because they always get them wrong. And so um, I'll kind of go off the list, uh, the top 10 or so, and then if you guys want to, like, hit me with some players, I'll, I'll, I'll name off their overalls. But um, the two superstars, so this is, like, the your two best players on the team. Um, some teams have, like, X-Factors, and these two guys are the X-Factors on the Titans. Derrick Henry and Kevin Byard, obviously. Uh, hard, to, hard to disagree with. Right. I mean, I would say – if you ask me who the two best players on the Titans are, that's who I'm saying. Exactly. So they have like their own like different like skill sets on the game. So like, um, if I look, so Byers' superstar abilities are deep in zone knockout, whatever that means, and pick artist. And then Henry's is freight train, arm bear. So I guess that means for like uh, uh, stiff arms, and then reach for it. So um, those are his um, superstar abilities. But then after this, check this out. I, pro, I I would assume that we're the only team in the league that our third highest rated players are punter. But he's also the best punter in the NFL. So, yeah, <laughs> so Brett Kearns with an 85 overall. Then it goes Taylor Lewan, 84. Adore Jackson, 84. Roger Saffold, 84. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. Okay. I am so stoked that they gave Adore the props that they gave him. But 84 is underselling him. Yeah. And the thing is, too, like, if you go around the league, like, I'm actually happy with that 84 because um, he's probably, like, a top, like, 30 corner on the game, to be honest with you. But Madden got so many things wrong, and I can go, like, I'll, I'll go around and look in a second to kind of compare, like, to what the Titans are, to, like, how bad Madden did with this. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is an 89 overall on the game. Aaron Rodgers. Like the, the guy just took his team to the AF, the NFC title game with a thirteen to three record. He still got it, and he got an eighty nine overall. Like he is no doubt at least a 93-94 on the game. And I feel like us as fans know how to rate these players better than the game actually does. And I, I swear, like we could easily like go by, list by list right now, name by name, and give these guys a rating that's probably reasonable, better than what Madden did. But um, Roger Saffold eighty four, Harold Landry eighty two. Here's what's surprising to me. And I don't know if uh, this list just forgot. No, they did not. Okay. Jonathan Joseph is an 81. Listen, we hated Jonathan Joseph for a long time in Houston, um, as he was in Texas for a very long time. He got burnt quite a bit, not only by some Titans, but a lot of other receivers in the league. Jonathan Joseph has no business being an 81 in this game. None. A.J. Brown, 81. Thoughts on that? I'd, I'd like to see him compared to the other second-year running backs. Why does he yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, wide receivers, to see how, how they kind of rated him rated him versus, you know, the Terry, Terry McLaurins and those guys. Sure. Um, let's see here. Uh, Terry McLaurin is an 82. Okay, this is about to get bad. Interesting. Yeah, it's about to get real um, interesting. Okay, so DK Metcalf is not rated that high, apparently. Um, he's not anywhere on this list. Who else are second year receivers? Who are we missing? Debo. Mm-hmm. That's one. He's not on here either. So it just seems like McLaurin is like the only one. Um, it's like the what I'm looking at is like the top ten players on each team. Like the, yeah, so he's he's got to be he's under he's under an eighty one. Um, for sure. So it just looks like McLaurin is like it. he's the only one above AJ, which 
Yeah, a lot of people do. There's nothing wrong with Terry McLaurin. I just I'm not taking him AJ Brown. No, I mean I, th- I, th- I think they're different. They're different wide receivers too. So it's kind of a, a pick your poison kind of thing. Uh, I just like AJ's game a lot more than I like Terry's. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm okay with that. Then I'm okay with AJ's rating. Um, yeah. I I think the frustration would be if if the people that he's directly compared to were much higher than him. But you know, I think I think that's fair. Sure. Um, after AJ, I'll, I'll name a few more. If you guys got want to name lost somebody, rattle somebody up, I'll uh, tell you. But uh, Ben Jones, 80. Ryan Tannehill, 80. Daquan Jones, 79. Corey Davis, 79. Jayon Brown, 79. Jeffrey Simmons, 79. Rashawn Evans, 79. Malcolm Butler, 78. And a guy that I know for a fact will rise up on the mad boards this year, uh, Johnu Smith, 75. Yeah. Johnu, Johnu may be the biggest riser in Madden Reigns from now until end of season. For sure. I think so, too. Um, yeah, I think we're all excited for John Johnu's season this year. Uh, something that was surprising, last thing I'll talk about in this Madden thing, we can move on. Um, the uh, our, our quarterback, so I think the biggest question mark on our roster now is, um, besides, I guess, pass rush, is the backup quarterback position. I think we can all, like, you know, we could say, oh, no, we trust Logan Woodside, but, okay, let's say Ryan Tannehill goes down for eight weeks. Do we really trust Logan Woodside? No. Um, on Madden, they have Cole McDonald, a 60. He's a 2027th round pick. Logan Woodside's a 47. I heard – I saw a tweet, and I can't, can't remember who tweeted it, that Cole McDonald had one of the highest accuracy ratings of any rookie quarterback. So, yeah, I actually tweeted that and I was wrong. Oh, okay. Well, it was, uh, yeah, I somebody tweeted back and said, "Hey, man, this was a uh, acceleration." And I was like, "Oh shit." Okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, acceleration makes sense too. Because right? Yeah. yeah, he's got some wheels, but yeah, he's he's the highest rated rookie, tied highest rated rookie with like the fastest acceleration on the game. So he's got wheels. That's interesting. Um, I'm rooting for Cole McDonald. I am too. I'll listen. I am cool with him as the quarterback to QB two. He kind of has that Ryan Tannehill swag to him. Yeah, I remember watching <laughs> Cole before knowing who like Cole was, like those late night Hawaii games on ESPNU or ESPN two or something. Yeah. And just watching watching him, he had the dreads. You're like, who is this player? Like, who are you? Yeah. He, uh, that's going to be a fun quarterback room. I feel like yeah, with I with him and. Him and Tannehill, and I mean Logan. The little bit of seeing of him and like interviews and stuff. I mean, he seems like he has some personality too. So, any guy, any quarterback who like wears a sleeve and has like a little swag to him, they they, can, they have a good, pretty good personality. I feel like so. Um, yeah, that's gonna be fun watching QB too. Uh, the competition there, like preseason, the two games we get. I I think you have to keep three on the roster though. I think so too. I think so, especially with with all the coronavirus stuff and sure. and all that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think if we rolled into the season with those three, assuming Logan and, and Cole both show something in training camp, I'm, I'm comfortable with it until Tannehill gets hurt. And then that changes my mind about things, I'm sure. But. Right. Well, last thing we'll touch on tonight. Um, Guys, I mean, I'm just going to lay it out there. Does Jadavion Clowney sign anywhere? I think I think COVID has really put a wrench in this. I think he would have signed weeks ago, maybe months ago, if it wasn't for COVID. I just think 
the NFL, the guys getting re-signed right now are guys who are, have, you know, they're, they're getting re-signed by their own team. Chris Jones, Miles Garrett, both getting deals. Um, I think if, if Clowney, if the Seahawks could afford Clowney, they'd already have him signed. Um, I, you know, Vrabel and J-Rob have both talked about how it's very important to have our doctors look at him. Yeah. Uh, and, and the fact that we can't do that is just going to continue to drag out until they do have that chance. Do we know when that's going to happen? Do, I mean, is there is I mean, it... Honestly, I don't, I'm not 100% sure why it didn't happen in the last few weeks with when Nashville had kind of opened back up some. Right. Uh, Was it, could, it be, could it be an NFL rule? It could be. Yeah, it could be. I just haven't, I haven't seen too much about that and kind of why free agents can't come visit facilities yet. I, I guess the NFL is just not allowing that quite yet. But, I, I mean, but it almost makes you think, too, Cam Newton got signed. He signed his paperwork with the Patriots. Like, they, they yeah. would have had to, like, check the medical. I mean, and even early on, we know we know Brady signed with, right. with the Bucks. I just – and brought Gronk through a trade. It, yeah. it has to be, yeah. I mean, it, it, it has to be a Titans thing, then, if you think about it that way, uh, why they haven't signed him. But it could be a clowny thing. Like, he could just be weighing his options or waiting to the last minute and saying, okay, listen, I still want that 20 mil like I asked for from the beginning, which no team's going to give to him. Right. I saw a tweet today saying, like, you know, this, this doesn't help signing Clowney now. Well, I don't think it hurts it either. Clowney knows he's not getting Chris Jones or Miles Garrett money. He's not them. Yeah, and – and the interesting thing about the Clowney situation to me is that if if all the teams are pretty much offering about the same, I mean, I'm sure, you know, there's been reports the Browns offered a substantial amount more. Um, but the teams that he would actually want to play for, like the Seahawks and Titans, right. if we're all offering about the same, he has outright said that the best point in his career was playing under Vrabel. I think so. so, why would, would, sorry, Chris. So my, my question is, why would he not want to put himself back in that situation right. where he's having he's having the coach that gave him the ability to have the best years of his career? It's obvious the Titans want Clowney. They said it multiple times. They talked about him way too many times. They tweeted about him. The guy not on the roster. They tweeted about him multiple times. It's just it's not making sense why he hasn't signed it. It has to be him weighing his options, deciding what he really wants to do. But it, it almost seems too like I don't. This is a, this is a one year deal. Nobody's signing Clowney to a, a long term extension. Like play a year, live in a, live in a hotel for a year, do do buy a condo, and and let's play ball. You're right though, Chris. Like I think it makes sense for both sides. Everybody has kind of still, and the Titans are still in it. They're not out of it. Yeah, and I, I don't believe the Raiders are in it. The Browns are now definitely out of it. The Seahawks, if they can find a way to free up some cash space, they can do it too. But I, I, all signs point to the Titans. Why it hasn't happened yet, I'm not sure. Him and Jonathan Joseph could get a place together, you know, on their one-year contracts. Perfect. Their best friends, Rock Hill, South Carolina, I believe, is their hometown. So, yep. Um, I still think it happens. I just, I, I'm waiting to wake up one day and see a Schefter tweet about it. It's it's gonna happen, and when it does, dude, this city is gonna be rocking. We're gonna have some more excitement than we already do. Um, people will look at his three sacks and let that tell the story. When he's a excellent run defender, 
when so he's imagine that the off. most double teamed player and uh, defensive player in the league. Imagine that D line. This D line could get a whole lot more fun. This defense could be a lot more dangerous when Clowney if Clowney signs. Defense is going to be stacked with with or without yeah. with or without him. It, I think the only question is now, you know, can they can the Titans still be um, dangerous without DPS? I mean, you that that it's like you lost a player right there in him. Uh, yeah, but with, without Logan, I'm anxious to see what the rotation looks like at corner. I agree. Uh, do you do you keep a Dory outside and then shift him inside uh, in when when Nichols on the field or not? I think we'll find find out very quickly when when Jonathan Joseph's getting burned quite a bit that he'll lose playing time with Christian Fulton playing. He's got he's better in coverage, better in zone, um, much faster than Jonathan Joseph, and so. It's it, there's nothing wrong with having Jonathan Joseph as your cornerback four on the roster. He just doesn't need to be on the field much more than that. I feel like I I even wonder if they kind of see Jonathan Joseph as uh, safety four or safety five as well in case they need some extra depth there. Well, boys, that was fun. Uh, again, you know you are listening to Second Victory now with the Broadway Sports Media on BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Second Victory. Uh, we'll still be there. We're not going anywhere there. Um, get us on Instagram at Second and Victory as well. We're, we're posting a little bit more on Instagram as well. Um, get those followers, those likes up too. So um, we will have much, much more to come this season. We'll be a lot better about this, I promise you. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate five stars, leave us some feedback. Uh, we always love hearing from you. But as always, uh, tighten up. Tighten up.